Previously on Knickers and Gnomes are on the case. <gasps> Miss Scarlet in the study with the dagger. Hmm? Oh, this ain't no dagger, honey. It's a letter opener. I found this in my hubby's desk and what's addressed to me. <laughs> Peacock, how do you know Dr. Black? We grew up together, inseparable as bands. <gasps> my hubby made little old me the sole inheritor of his estate. Come on, Rube, follow the scent of that perfume. That's not mine. It says Miss Scarlet's perfume on it. Oh, that's the name of my company, Miss Scarlet's Perfume. Smell, drop dead gorgeous. <gasps> Mrs. White in the guest bedroom with the stolen necklace. What are you doing with that necklace? I'm in love with Peter, Professor Plum. But that badgering Dr. Black refuses to give me a reference, says he likes me Yorkshire puddings too much to let me leave. Well then, mysterious pauperance, wherever are you taking me? Knickers and gnomes are on the case. Scarlet in the study, episode three. Well then, mysterious pauperance, wherever are you taking me? Hmm, trails off into the forest. Who's been heading down to the woods today? I didn't know there was a teddy bear's picnic. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, get it, Lacey. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm right. Um. Oh, what's that in the, the rose bushes? It's reflecting light in my eyes. Hey, there's a mysterious figure in the distance. It's moving towards the house. Hey, you! Is that fur? It's all shaggy. <gasps> Is that... No, it can't be. Unless... It's a ghost! Oh, I guess I'd better chase it now. Lacey! Lacey! Hitchcock? What's wrong? Uh, the ghost is heading towards the house. It's calling the back door. Don't worry. Ruby Lou and I will catch it. Come on, Ruby. Stop cowering in the corner. <coughs> Don't be a scaredy cat. I'm a dog. It's in the attic. Zoinks! I see it. We're chasing the ghost. Ah, oh, now it's chasing us. It's in the basement. It's in the kitchen. It's having a bubble bath. How is it doing this? Wow, this would be such a cool chasing to watch. But super weird and awkward if you could only hear the audio. Now it's in the ballroom. Nickers, go to the other door. Hey, ghost. What are you doing in the ballroom? I thought you had nobody to dance with. <laughs> Wait, why is everyone else in the ballroom? We were doing an impromptu conga line. Want to join? Conga, conga, conga! What? No! Now is not the time! Hey, ghost! Wanna dance? Everyone else, steer clear. Give up the ghost! We've got you cornered! 
The ghost is a giant dog? What? But I'm not a ghost! It's not a real dog, obviously. Let's see who it really is under that mask! The priest is a ghost? <gasps> well, not a real ghost to be sure. But my big secret is that I am a furry. I dress up as Dougal the dog and meet my furry friends in secret. I knew it. Ghosts aren't real. I can't believe you made me doubt my scepticism. Furries? Isn't that a weird cult thing? No, no. The furry community is highly misunderstood and negatively portrayed by the media. In fact, we're often used as the butt of jokes in comedy. But we're actually just a group of big fans, the same as any other. Like Hoovians or wind turbines. But you dress up in boiling hot suits of fur to pretend to be animals. Seems a, <laughs> a barking mad to me. Well, I already have a dog collar, and it just sort of spiralled from there. I'm a man of the cloth, the furry cloth, and I found an amazing and accepting community where we sniff each other's bottoms and souls. But I knew the parish mightn't understand, which is why I hid my hobby. I did once forget to take off the suit for a Sunday service, but everyone was asleep, so they didn't notice. I didn't want you all to know, because I feared your judgment. But the only judgment I should truly fear is that of the Most High Judge, Judge Judy. It's all right, Father. We'll keep your secret if you want, just like you kept my secret that I'm not a natural blonde. Oh, damn, I just said it. We already can that, and that's no secret. But why are you dressed like Douglas? Dougal. Why are you dressed like Dougal now? There's a furry convention this weekend. I came back through the woods last night and heard some shouting emanating from the house. I snuck into the conservatory and went to grab some water from the kitchen when I stumbled across the body. Almost tripped over it with these big paws and it made me pause in shock. Ha <laughs> ha! Sorry, not the time. But then I ran upstairs to tell Detective Gnomes. I quickly changed out of my suit so as no one would see. Drew a nice hot bath to get rid of the sweat. Had a spot of tea. You know how us vicars love it. And then I delivered the news. So, you found the body when there was nobody around, shed fur on it, and spent goodness only knows how long changing before telling anyone. Perhaps enough time to move the body to the conservatory? Hmm? Young lady, I am a man of God. I cannot lie. Most of the time. Look, if you want my confessional, here it is. Sometimes I drink the communion wine when no one is looking. One time, I used all the pews and prayer cushions to make a giant pillow for it. And I disliked the bishop, so I spat in his tea when he came to visit. But I did not murder Dr. Black. Dear Lord, I renounce with my whole soul all my treasons against you. Amen. Phew, felt good to get that off my chest. All right, all right, that's enough, Father. You go upstairs and change and everybody else go do something. But not in the conservatory. Lacey and I will go to the billiard room and mull things over. Peace and fur be with you.
So this whole time it was actually a holy ghost. Indeed, put the fear of God into me, all right. This is a bit of a sticky cricket we're in. Oh, say, sticky cricket. I know. We've got a military man who says he wanted to kill a victim that claims he's a pacifist, a weedy professor who frankly couldn't hurt a fly, a thieving cook whose real crime is falling in love, a priest who keeps confessing to the murder but swears he didn't do it, a gold digger who is already rich, and a peacock who is a woman, not a bird. So which one of them did it? Hmm, I'm still not sure. Ha! You scored from the crotch! What a shot! Sorry, what was that about your crotch? The crotch? It's the area at the corner of the table in the Karom game of billiards. It was a very impressive shot. But I'm not even playing. Anywho, um, what did you and Ruby Lou find out about that stench? I found a sandwich! Yes, you did! Good job, Rubes! Well, I made some surprising discoveries in my private investigations. Yes? <clears throat> Whoever murdered Dr. Black tried to frame Miss Scarlet. They moved the body to the conservatory, famously Miss Scarlet's favourite room in the house, sprayed it with perfume from her company, which they then planted in Scarlet's room. But, unluckily for them, Scarlet doesn't wear perfume, thanks to her delicious natural odour. So, I was able to see through or rather, smell through their trap. Miss Scarlet could have been lying about not wearing perfume. Mm, oh, she's not. I sniffed her well and good. Ever heard of a little thing called a shower? She could have washed off the perfume. Oh. But I did find an identical bottle of perfume in Mrs. Peacock's suitcase. Oh, and, and Mrs. White is the one who's been stealing jewellery because her and Professor Plum want to elope. I know. What? How? Weren't you there when we interrogated them? The sexual tension was palpable. Golly, Nichols, do you even want to be a detective? But I... Come on, let's go and get a glass of water before you hurt yourself trying to think too hard. I'm parched after all that ghost hunting and demonstrating my sporting prowess. <laughs> Ah, Mrs. Peacock. Oh, hello there, detectives. You've finished running round and round like you're dancing a Kaylee. I'm just having a wee spot of Scottish whiskey and shortbread. What are you after? Just getting some water. Ah, spot of Scottish Highlands water. Afraid you'll be disappointed. The sink's still broken. But you could grab a wee midnight snack. I'm in the habit of doing so myself. As was the late Dr. Black, as a matter of fact. Yeah, Really? Aye, at least he died doing what he loved, eating Yorkshire puddings. Though, not as good as Haggis, eh? Why do you say that? Because Haggis is great. Have you ever tried some, lassie? No, I mean the thing about him eating when he died. There were no plates or food found by the body, and only us and Reverend Green know he was found in the kitchen originally. Oh, I must have been thinking about one of the other murders that happened in this house. Or maybe that Green mentioned it at one point. Sometimes I can't tell me ass from me elbow. Uh, did I tell you I used to do the cable toss when I was a young un? Won first place in the Highland Games and my folk has a gay distinctive tartan. Oh, surely you didn't think about an old lassie like me is off to do a thing like that. Nah. Oh, no. Oh, uh, oh, flower of Scotland. 
When will we see your like again? They may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom. All right. Uh, good, good night, loves. Well, that was exceedingly Scottish. All that talk of snacks is making me hungry. Hey, Ruby, shall we eat these comically large sandwiches that just happen to be here and are bigger than our heads? Oh, boy! Ruby snack! We are gathered here today to witness the explanation of the murder between this man and his killer. If anybody knows of any reason why the facts should not be revealed, speak now or forever hold your peace. What are you doing? What? Everyone was invited for a wedding. I figured the least I could do was give them a taste of what they're missing. Fork, wise guy, are you going to tell us who killed my fiancé? Or just continue torturing me about the fact that he's dead? Yes, sorry. Anywho... Everyone in the Cluedo Mansion is a suspect. You colourful characters all had a reason for wanting Dr. Black dead. Including myself, if I'm honest. Mm. Uh, Firstly, Colonel Mustard. What ho, old chap? You admitted openly to wanting Dr. Black dead. Uh, And I'd do it again if I had my time over. That man was a scoundrel. That's still not helping your case, Marty. But anywho, Dr. Black borrowed a heap of dosh from you, which he never gave back. Whilst this angered you... You are a self-proclaimed pacifist, and killing Black wouldn't ensure you your money. You are not the murderer. Obviously. Glad you saw sense in the end, old boy. Does this mean I'm free to go? I'm a winner, baby! In your face, Petey Plum! You were always a bit of a loser. I always hated you back the old bridge. It was me who wrote Petey Plum likes it up the bum on every toilet door. Ha ha ha! What? I didn't say anything. And that was you. Well, I can only thank you. You have no idea how many friendly gentlemen offered to buy me a drink because of that graffiti. And a surprising number of ladies, too. Martin, sit down. This is not a game. This is Cluedo Mansion. I just need to check off all the suspects, weapons and rooms which weren't involved to get to the truth. That brings me on nicely to the next couple of suspects. Professor Plum and Mrs. White. What? Who said anything about us being a couple? We're not a pair. And I'm not a pair. I'm a plum. Oh, be quiet, Peter, my pet. They know already. The gig's up. Yes, the gig economy certainly is up. And you two lovebirds were angry with Dr. Black from preventing you from flying the nest. But, although I am disgusted by the thought of... Love... Killing the man wouldn't help your case. And I believe you were together last night. Not to say you couldn't have snuck out for a quick murder between your quick rounds of lovemaking, but I think it's unlikely. <laughs> they were together, all right. I heard them on my many trips to the throne room. That is like squirrels. Mustard, don't be crude. We were like poodles, if anything. Much more sophisticated. Ooh. Did someone say something about a poodle? <clears throat> Moving swiftly on. Oh, Hitchcock, wait! What about the jewellery? What? I left my tiara at home. Didn't want to outshine the bride. 
No, I mean the jewellery Mrs White stole. I think it's high time you returned the sparkles, don't you, Mrs White? I don't know what you mean, pet. I did give it back. So that's not a bejeweled cigarette holder in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? <sighs> okay, fine. Here's your bracelet, Miss Scarlet. And your Faberg tomato. And your locket with a picture of the president. And your earring shaped like daggers. And your earring shaped like arrows. And your set of 20 bangles. And here's your pearl necklace, Mrs Peacock. And your wedding ring. And your engagement ring. And your tour ring. And here's your diamond encrusted pocket watch, Detective Gnomes. What? When did you take that? And here's your heart-shaped necklace, Colonel Mustard. <laughs> uh, that's not mine. Oh, well, I'll just keep it then. No, no, I'll um <clears throat> look after it until we find its rightful owner. Is that everything? I think so. Oh, wait, here's your collar, Ruby Lou. What? My collar? Oh, actually, that must be mine. Thank you, Mrs. White. That was confusing, but impressive. Anywho, where was I? Ah, yes. Uh, Next we come to Reverend Green, the innocent Irish priest. Oh, so holy and pure. But he was hiding a secret. (gasps) Why are you all gasping? You saw the secret reveal earlier. He's the ghost dog that's been haunting the house these past few nights. But we've had enough of that ridiculous plotline. I don't know what the writers were thinking. Reverend Green is the one who supposedly discovered the body, giving him the ideal opportunity to murder the doctor. But he has no real motive, and it seems unlikely that a priest would kill for fun. Apart from the fact that I did. Oh, you all thought I'd gotten away with it. But in fact, it was me who killed Ruby Lou. Oh, you did? No, that's the priest's confusing condition of constantly confessing to crimes the cleric couldn't have committed. Well... Our next suspect is none other than yours truly. That dumb, dumb doctor stole Peggy away from me in my youth, and that's haunted me more than any ghost. But obviously, it wasn't me, because I'm a detective, and I lack the physical stamina required to kill someone. In fact, I am so unfit that I sometimes have to pause while walking upstairs or down the corridor or mid-sentence. Last time, you literally advocated for murder so you would have a crime to solve, and you haven't gone a scene without saying how glad you are Black's dead since I got here. Psh, Lacey, they don't need to know that. So, that leaves us with Miss Scarlet and Mrs Peacock. What? What? I I had nothing nothing to do with it. it. Silence! Miss Scarlet, no one can understand why in your left mind you'd want to marry Dr Black. And... Him making you sole inheritor of his estate and business seems rather sketchy. But I got my own money. I'm already a millionaire. Say what? Plenty of millionaires are hungry for more. Just look at my old nemesis, Jeffrey Bezous. He has more than enough dodge, but all he does is take, take, take. This ain't fair. Someone's trying to frame me. They planted that perfume in my room and sprayed it on my groom. Just you sniff that body. It smells drop-dead gorgeous. Ah, but you could be double-bluffing and just made it look like someone was trying to frame you. Now you're on his side too. What happened to female solidarity? I'm sorry, but my only female friend is Lady Justice. And Ruby Lou, of course. Oh, Ruby 
see. Calm down, dear. I don't think it was Miss Scarlet. <laughs> you are infuriating. Why did you say all that then? I'm exploring every avenue to prove I'm thorough in my investigations and uh, <laughs> thoroughly intelligent. <laughs> as well as building tension so the grand reveal is even more dramatic. Also, um, before I continue, here's my business card for the next time any of you are murdered. Oh, get on with it, mate. I've got bags to pack. We're going to France. I'm going to see Niagara Falls. Righto. Um, the real murderer was... This was me! I killed the radio star! What? No, uh, the real murderer was... The friends we made along the way. Uh, no, it was Mrs. Peacock. Ah, oh, look what you've done, Nickers. You've ruined my big reveal. Me? That's ridiculous. Oh, is it? How did you know the body was originally found in the kitchen, then? Pfft, lucky guess. No, it was a mistake that revealed you as the murderer. You killed Dr. Black in the kitchen by hitting him over the head with a lead pipe from the broken sink. Once you realised what you'd done, you came and dumped the pipe into the rose bushes and cleaned the kitchen around him. You went to wash your hands of blood and, not realising Reverend Green had already found the body, moved it into the conservatory, knowing full well Miss Scarlet loves this room. Then, you sprayed the body with perfume, which you planted on Scarlet's bureau and stayed up all night, knitting your daughters those lovely jumpers. <laughs> but what reason did Peacock have? And she was so kind and helpful to me. How can a sweet old Scottish lady be responsible for a violent murder? Hey, I'm not that old, just because you look like a wee baby. What? I'm defending you here. Well, Miss Scarlet, it seems those daughters of hers, um, Daphne and uh, Velma, wasn't it, are also the daughters of Dr. Black. <gasps> what? He has children? I thought he was allergic and impotent. Yes, he has offspring. But he refused to have anything to do with them, didn't he, Mrs. Peacock? And you kept asking for financial support, but Black would never give it to you. He always was a stickler for giving away money. To you, Colonel Mustard, HMRC. When your husband found out the kids weren't his, he abandoned you. That's why Daphne and Velma aren't staying with your mother. And that's why you never mention Mr. Fred Shaggy Peacock anymore. He's taken his flamboyant tail feathers elsewhere. You've managed until now, but the girls starting secondary school is even more of a strain and Dr. Black getting married must have been the icing on the cake of treachery. Uh, Lacey, go and look in the rosebush just out there. <gasps> Jinkies! It's the lead pipe! Covered in blood! Mrs. Peacock, what do you have to say for yourself? Fine. You win. I did it. I killed him. You stinny can what it's like raising children all by yourself. The poor bairns were cursed with a father who abandoned them. And poor Daphne's a redhead. I really loved Dr. Black, and I thought he loved me. But the second he heard about the kids, he ran full pelt out my life. Being invited to the wedding was the prime opportunity to have one last go at asking for help, but he still wouldn't listen. The argument got pretty heated and I didn't even mean to, but the pipe was just lying there and I had a flashback to my caper tossing days and before I knew it, I, I were bashing his brains out. 
and then I had to cover it up. What would my lasses do without me? And I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling detectives. And your little dog, too. Who are you calling little? People in glass houses should not throw lead pipes. I'm afraid, Mrs. Peacock, that you can't avoid your sentence. And Daphne and Velma will have to stay with your mother indefinitely. No! <laughs> well, I-, I never realized how much trouble Black had caused. I knew he was a little dodgy, but I never thought he'd screw over his friends like this. Withholding money, not giving a reference, abandoning his children. It's not ideal. Well, you can say that again. Okay, it's not ideal. But I think I can fix most of this mess. As inheritor of his estate. Mustard, I'll give you your money back with interest. Enough to cover your debts and a bit of hush money about the whole not being a natural blonde thing. Actually, that goes for all of y'all. Huzzah! Mrs. White, you'll get your reference and a severance package as sweet as your Yorkshire puddings. I, I assume Yorkshire puddings are sweet. I don't know what they are or why my husband liked him so much. I always thought it was weird how he shouted Yorkshire pudding when we was in bed together. And Peacock, whilst you will have to serve your time in jail, I promise to look after Daphne and Velma. They are welcome to come and stay here any time. Well, that's tied everything up with a very neat bow. Now we just need to figure out how to move this body. It's kind of weird that we've all been sat round it like some macabre campfire. Hello, hello, hello. I'm PC Plot from the local police department. I came as quick as I could. It only took 12 hours. What did I miss? Ah, officer. You finally made it. Not to worry. We've sorted everything out. You just need to remove the body and arrest the murderer. That's... Mrs Peacock. What? How did you know that? I uh, found a huge envelope upstairs. I opened it up and said Mrs Peacock in the kitchen with a lead pipe. Well, Lacey, another case closed. Good job today. Oh, thanks. I feel like I'm really starting to get the hang of this. Oh, don't get ahead of yourself. You did accuse me of murder. Though, I suppose you saved me a bit of legwork and didn't entirely ruin the investigation. Plus, Ruby Lou was rather useful. In another 50 years or so, you could be a fairly average detective. Gee, thanks, Hotchkick. You're welcome. What is that annoying thing you say? Live, laugh, love? No, no, the other thing. I'm just playing devil's advocate? What? No, not that. Ah, yes, uh, knickers and gnomes are on the case. Hey, you remembered our catchphrase! Ah, I think this calls for a celebration. Milkshakes and comically large sandwiches, anyone? Ruby snack! Ruby snack! Oh, go on then. This has been Knickers and Gnomes Are On The Case, written and directed by Ella Palmer. Assistant Director Charisma Drage. Produced by Charlotte Wilson and Natalia Emsley. Chief Scripts Consultant and Contributing Writer William Palmer. 
Script consultants Keen Mori and Nathan Galpin. Music by Lily Blundell. Publicity designed by Cody Knight. Hitchcock Gnomes was played by Joseph Teds. Lacey Nickers was voiced by Dorothy Burrows. Ruby Lou and Reverend Green were played by Ben Ward. Colonel Mustard voiced by Barnby Evans. Mrs. White by Rosie McLeish. Miss Scarlet by Lucy Molner. Mrs. Peacock by Sophia McAdam. Professor Plum was Jago Wainwright. And PC Plod was voiced by Thea Rooney. This episode was edited by Kit Treadwell and Louis Davis. If you would like to keep up to date with our latest mysteries, be sure to like our Facebook page.